Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. Good morning, everybody. My name is Sharon Dale. I'm going to be your host for the next hour. We're going to talk about all things animal and animal related. Those of you who have been regular listeners, you know that the show's all about uh, every animal from rhino, uh, rhinoceroses through to fish, through to snakes, dogs, the whole trip. I am the editor and publisher of Canine Zone magazine and which obviously focuses on dogs. And I just wanted to touch on a few wonderful news stories that happened this week. You know, there's so much negativity that goes on in our society at the moment, especially in terms of animals with, you know, abuse and abandonment and all that kind of thing. But, you know, I've noticed of late that so many companies are actually standing up and, and making a difference. Some of them are pet companies or who provide pet food and, and some of them are not pet related at all. And something that, that came up this morning that really just gladdened my heart is we, a couple of weeks ago, we had Charmaine Boyson in studio from the ninth day. Now, those who know and who follow our Canine Zone Facebook page, you will know that the ninth day is the rescue organization that's looking after Bismarck, which is the fighting dog that was found abandoned with horrific injuries on the side of the road. Now, the sad part is that the ninth day has over a 100 dogs in their care, but they had to leave their property. In fact, they had, I think it's until the end of this week to leave their property, and they were desperate for funds to build kennels to to have a place to transport and and to put these these dogs into nice comfortable kennels and they put the word out on facebook and so many people got involved and donated some donated 20 rand some donated 5000 rand but they were still short and this morning they made the announcement that they got 50000 rand donated to them from the Diskem foundation which was facilitated to uh, one of our colleagues through John Robbie from 7 too, um, but that fifty thousand rand is going to go a long way, and it just really gladdens my heart that people are stepping up and and helping because these people don't get funds from anywhere else. They they literally have to self fund, which comes through your donations, your donations of food or money, your your time that you go and bath, wash, you know, walk around with these dogs, help to tick and uh, detick and flee them. Then the other company that's doing a lot right now is Supreme Pet because they say. Uh, uh, the slogan is we believe that every day is charity day and if you go onto the Supreme Pet Facebook wall he has an easy way to give back you simply go onto their Facebook wall you will see the notification there and you simply vote for your favorite charity so you will put down their pug rescue or, or husky rescue whoever your favorite charity is and they will donate food to that shelter which is fantastic I've seen the amount of food they've donated in the past and, and it's a lot I tell you what and with the festive season coming up please remember that these shelters are under serious pressure people abandon their dogs people um, decide that it's the time they're going on holiday they don't want their pets anymore so what do they do they hand them into a shelter and pass them on and they become just so overbooked and desperately need food, desperately need help with veterinary bills. So I think this year, instead of spending so much money on Christmas gifts that maybe the kids look at for a couple of days and then they're gone, 
Dig in, look in your wallet. I'm sure you can find even 20 rand that you can donate to. And it will make you feel so much better because you know that you are actually doing something. Now, leading on from that, we are going to be talking this morning to Mr. Tozi Zukufa. Now, uh, Tozi is the program manager for the Humane Society International. And he's going to be telling us about the recently launched Green Monday, which is a global movement aimed at improving public um, you know, to, uh, to improve public awareness and to educate people, uh, certainly consumers, about the realities of animal agriculture and also trying to encourage us to get on board, make a pledge to replace meat, eggs, milk, any, any animal products on Mondays. Now, I want to find out a little bit more from Tozi, and then after which we're going to speak to wonderful actress and, and beautiful model Angie Woodley, who's in studio with me, and she's going to tell us how she's involved in this campaign. Tozi, are you there? He's not there yet. Okay, they're trying to get Tozi on the line for us, so we'll start off with you, Angie. Won't you tell us a little bit about yourself and how you got involved in this campaign? Um, well, I've always been someone who's been involved in, um, health and, mm. and animals and bettering the environment. So yes. I really jumped to, to this opportunity to be a part of this campaign. And I really think that now is the time for the world and for people to become more aware of yes. what is going on, how their lifestyles impact the environment around them. And just listening to what you were saying um, earlier about the, the animal shelters mm. and all of that, you mm. know, it, I think it's so important to, to really concentrate on uh, things that you do yes. and what you eat and, you know, where you go and how that affects other, other things around you, right. not just yourself. Yeah, it does. It has an impact on everything. Sure. So it definitely, definitely does. But Angie, you were telling me earlier on that you yourself have so many pets. You, you are an animal lover. Uh, absolutely. I mean, mm. I grew up on a plot yes. and, um, so we have, uh, I own three of my own dogs and then my fiance and I own at our other place uh, about five dogs wow. as well as ponds full of fish yes. and birds and an aviary and <laughs> on the plot we have monkeys that yes. come around and oh, wonderful. spotted the, the odd porcupine yes. and, uh, jackal. You're saying that's in Chartwell. So that's yeah. still fairly undeveloped at the De- moment. Yeah, it is. Unfortunately, with all the development happening around us, mm. um, I grew up being able to find a chameleon in literally every bush that I, really? that I picked and hedgehogs everywhere. Yes. And even though we haven't developed our area and Chartwell has recently become a sort of conservation project and they're not allowing people to build okay. around that area, which really? is great yes. in terms of preserving animals and, and the nature around us. That's wonderful. Yeah. I didn't know that. So you can't build there now. Yeah. But unfortunately, even though surrounding areas have yes, been built up, yes. we have, have, we haven't seen any chameleons or, or oh. porcupines. Finds like that recently. That's always so sad. It is human beings really do, you know, everything that you say we do, we Mm. we leave a footprint, and that Mm. footprint can be a good footprint or it can damage our environment and our animals. Yeah. But I think we've got Tozi on the line now. Tozi, are you there? I'm here, Sarah. Hi. Hi. How are you? Very well yourself. Thank you so much for taking time out to join us this morning. Are you based in Cape Town, Tozi? I'm 
I'm based in Cape Town. Oh, Sharon, thank you for having me, and I'm so jealous of Angie now. <laughs> Actually, I'm jealous of you, Tosi. Cape Town is my place. I wish I was there with you. <laughs> Next time, Cliff Central will have to fly me down to come interview you in person. <laughs> Tosi, now, now tell us a little bit about. I first wanted to find out the Humane Society International. What is that? Humane Society International is the international arm of the Humane Society of the United States. And uh, we are based in, in, in Washington, D.C. And, of course, I'm here in South Africa representing the, the farm animal department. But we're working with uh, all animals in more than 20 countries now all over the world, Sharon. And um, we, we exist to, to eliminate cruelty meted against animals, you know, all animals all yes, over the world. Yes, yes. that's fantastic. I, you know what, to be honest with you, I didn't know that there was a division in South Africa. When, when did it be... When did you open shop in South Africa? Well, for we we were here now for about eighteen to two years, eighteen months to two years, and uh, we scout, we were really you know uh, liaising with uh, with your your retailers and your advocacy work at uh, at a departmental level and national level and so on. But many people don't know as well that uh, we I have a colleague Odds who's based in Makalali Lodge in the in the Limpopo province. We've been doing. Elephant contraception there for the past 15 years. Can wow. you believe it? Really? Because I was yeah. going to ask you, the next question was going to be is, what do you actually do? You say all animals. So does that range from our dogs and cats through to our rhinos? Yes, but at this stage, at this stage, Sharon, we, in South Africa, we are only focusing on elephant wildlife and also farm animals. Those okay. are the two departments, the two divisions that we are focusing on now. But of course, we are looking forward to opening up an office, hopefully here in Cape Town, and uh, having all other departments, your cats and dogs, you know, and yes. uh, humane education and so on. Oh, Tosi, that would be fantastic because, you know, I do follow what the Humane Society does overseas and they do so much. I saw a, a video a couple of weeks ago of them going into areas in China and mm. releasing all these dogs from cages that were there to be used uh, for meat, you know, and yeah. I watched this video. It was amazing. And I thought at the time, I wish we had a branch. Yeah. And now you're telling me we have, which is great news. <laughs> It's coming, it's coming, Sharon. <laughs> That's fantastic. Tuzi, now, before we get on to Green Monday, I, I want to find out more about Humane Society. Now, how do you work closely with government? Because, you know, I know that our cruelty laws are very old and, and they, they're really not great. Are, are you, do you work with government to try and, you know, I think those laws were established in the 1960s and they really need to be looked at. Mm-hmm. Uh, definitely. You know, to, to just paint a picture of the question that you're posing, Sharon, just yesterday, we've sent government an invite to oh. maybe for one colleague or two colleagues to go to Duke University in the US because there will be a, uh, a conference there on antibiotics, you know, the use of right? antibiotics yes. in animals. So we've met with them last week as well. In a nutshell, I would say we are working very closely with government, but we'll definitely want to want to maximize on that and harness on that, uh, on that relationship and make changes, you 
know, at, uh, at legislation level. Right. And, of course, other organizations are, 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 are working with the government as well. And uh, it was good to hear that we are definitely uh, going in towards the right direction. Might take time, mm-hmm. but uh, but yes, the idea is there and we, we're working very closely with the government. Oh, Tuzi, that is such great news. Now, now, let's move on to Green Monday. Tell us a little bit more about that. Well, Green Monday, you know, it, it, it all started in, uh, in, in Hong Kong and uh, with the, an organization which is, uh, which is an NGO and has a, a, uh, also a, um, a, a for-profit side of, of, of things in it. And uh, we love the idea when we, when we saw it, Sharon, because it was, not, um, it was not specifically, you know, asking people to give up on something. Yes. It's a concept that includes all stakeholders. You know, even farmers themselves can embark on this movement and, and join Green Monday. Right. It is an easy, fun way, and it's, it's very flexible. It, it's, it's a fun way to, to sort of uh, make a, a positive difference. Yes. You know, eating, eating and serving plant-based meals, on, on, on Mondays and cutting down on food waste, helping animals and also, you know, helping one's health. Yes. As we've recently had now, I mean, it's all over the news whether whether you are watching or listening or reading, yes. you know, that um, the, World, the World Health Organization study that found you know, that uh, processed meats and maybe some uh, uh, red meat as well could, uh, could uh, be carcinogenic. Absolutely. So it, I mean, this campaign just came in at the right time as well to say, look, mm. we have a solution. If you can cut down on your consumption yes. and join us on, on Green Mondays, maybe you will be able to reverse, you know, a, uh, a, the carcinogenic effect of, uh, of the processed meat and red meats. Yeah. Absolutely. Because I think, you see, being, being a vegetarian myself, I just, I, I don't do it for health reasons <laughs> because I eat a lot of rubbish that are, that's mm-hmm. not plant, uh, animal based. But, um, I do it because I can't bear the thought of, of eating a pig. I can't bear the thought of eating a little baby cow with batting eyelashes. I just can't do that. But there's a lot of health benefits, Tosi, as you say, because I know there's been a lot written about it. And you were mentioning earlier antibiotics that are used in these in these animals that end up on our plates, which is not good for us. Oh, yes, definitely. Uh, and uh, studies have shown time and time again that, uh, you know, eating plant-based uh, diet tend to lower the risk of heart diseases, right. uh, type 2 diabetes, you know, and, ca- and some cancers. So, indeed, there's a, there's, a, there's a health benefit, there's an environmental benefit because we know that uh, animal agriculture itself has a negative impact on the environment, on climate change, right. water usage, you know, uh, uh, and, and all of those, and, and soil degradation as well. So, so definitely, it's not only about um, the animals, but it has this holistic, you know, advantage if, yes. uh, if we were to, to, to go plant-based and, uh, and eat less of, uh, and reduce our meat intake, Sharon. Absolutely, and, and you say climate change. Am I right in saying, I think I read somewhere that the, the cattle uh, release, a, is it a methane gas into the atmosphere? Yeah. That's that's correct, and um, it depends which study you look at. But it's anything, uh, the materials that we've read, it's anything from ten percent right through mm. to fifty-one percent 
of uh, of the impact of animal agriculture on the on the on the uh, the greenhouse gas emission right. on the environment that is a huge 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 uh, impact and you, you know you find people who say that i'm an environmental you know steward and uh, I, I take only showers i don't take a bath i mean i, I ride a bike to to work or or i carpool i take a train yes Tozi, are you there I think we've lost Tozi for a second while we try and get him back on the line. Angie, I'm just going to go back to you quickly and, and everything that Tozi's been telling us. Um, is this something that you also look at? Are you vegetarian or partially vegetarian? Um, I actually grew up as a vegetarian. My parents raised me as, from when I was born as mm. a, as a vegetarian. And, um, we then slowly started to introduce meats, but I've never really been a huge meat eater anyway. I probably eat roughly three to four vegetarian meals in a week, um, yes. or per day over, over meat. Um, that's just my own, mm, my own preference right, really in right. terms of taste. Cause I can feel that my body doesn't always, it, it becomes, feels like it's heavy. Yes. With more meat that yes. I eat. Um, but yes, as Tozzi was saying, you know, apart from that back in the day when you could eat meat that wasn't mm. laced with antibiotics and hormones, it was a different story. Now it, it, it is like that. Right. So when people have illnesses, they should also look at what type of meats they're eating yes. and where they're getting it from. Exactly. Um, I'm not, we're not, with Green Monday, we're not saying that everyone must be vegetarians all day, every day. It's just one day of the week, choose to be a vegetarian. Have yes. for breakfast, have your muesli, you know, and and then, you know, salad. Absolutely, and it's not difficult to do. I yeah. think, no, it's not. you know, if you look at one of the other magazines that I, I do is uh, um, for people with diabetes, and I work a lot with recipes, and, and it's so easy. And much cheaper, mm. much, much mm. cheaper. If you look at the price of meat and fish and chicken right now, I, I don't know how people actually afford to eat it, yeah. to be honest. I think but it's a mindset that, that also changes with mm, that, you know, yes. and, and once you start creating on it, your imagination in terms of creating new recipes without meat becomes, yes. it's like the banting diet when you would think, right, oh, the, right. we can't make anything without carbs. And then the I more know. you start, well, you, you see, <laughs> I can understand with people with vegetarians, because that's me and carbs. I have I this love affair with carbs. <laughs> in fact, we had a box of, di- there's a box of donuts sitting on the table in reception here. And yeah. Angie and I were both looking at it with big eyes. Yeah, it's quite, <laughs> it's quite, it looks evil. delectable. <laughs> now, have we got Tozzy back on the line? Tozzy, are you there? I'm still here. So, so we thought you, you'd that. gone to the beach for a bit. <laughs> <laughs> Tozzy, now I just want to go back to, you know, the, the climate change. Um, let's first go back to antibiotics. Why are we injecting our cattle and sheep and, and, and these agricultural animals with antibiotics? You, you know, there's, there's a simple reason, Sharon. It's because they cannot express normal behavior and the conditions that they are kept in, they are in cramped, crowded uh, uh, factory farms. And in order for them to maintain a healthy uh, 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 um, uh, body and a healthy livelihood in those conditions, Mm -hmm. you have to lace them, you know, uh, frequently with antibiotics to prevent any diseases coming in because they will definitely Mm. do come in. So to prevent that happening, you then administer antibiotics routinely. And this is, this is, this is the topic now everywhere that uh, scientists are looking at it. And then doctors are also not happy. And uh, we really need to look at, uh, at, um, at 
at how we at how we administer antibiotics or else yes. what will happen then is that uh, will be when we get sick in turn it means that these antibiotics won't be working anymore exactly. because we we constantly getting them through meat Exactly. That is very scary. And you're quite right. Doctors, a lot of doctors, you come in with anything and they give you antibiotics. And then you're also taking it in from the meat you eat. And then a lot has been said about the super, uh, you know, the, the super bug that one of these days antibiotics won't work on us anymore. So true. That's so true. That's the scary part. So if we were, for example, if we were to reduce our meat intake or eliminate it, or eggs or dairy and so on, fewer animals. Then it means they will. Uh, the fewer animals will will suffer in in these cruel confinement factory farms. And then what will happen? Pro- most probably they'll spread out, and then therefore there will be less animals kept under these conditions. Right, because you know, like uh, Angie was saying, when when we lost you for a second, is it's not like the old days. You know, when we we knew where these products came from. The animals were kept much more humanely. I, I also wanted to ask you, I've heard a, a lot said about these animals also being injected with steroids to, to you know, for growth. Is that true? Well, they... they Call it growth hormones. Yes. Some will call it steroids. That's that's uh, that's um, that's a standard practice, uh, Sharon. It's um, it's it's you know if you can look at the chicken of 1960 and uh, 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 how long it took to get to two kilograms, and you look at the chicken of today, which takes about 38 days or 40 mm. days to get to two kilograms. It's a it's a it's a scary. I mean, we are breeding them really to to uh, uh, to to. To, to grow quickly so yes. that they can get into our tables. Right. I mean, that's just shocking to think about that. So, so we're taking in antibiotics and we're taking in growth hormones, mm. which, which is really, really, I don't know, that, that does scare me. But the other thing I saw something posted, I'm one, of, I'm a social media junkie and I always follow the news. And they were saying that in recent years, a lot more people are actually looking at this and saying, okay, we're going to become vegetarian or partially vegetarian. Um, and they've estimated that already in a year, uh, I don't know if these figures are right, they said about 600,000 less cattle were slaughtered oh. just because people are being more conscious. I, I could I could easily believe that. Uh, in fact, I'm not sure if 600,000 is it worldwide, uh, uh, Sharon, I, I or is think, it? I think I think it was the USA. I think this was based it, in the USA. It, it, it does make sense, and I'm sure if if we were reading the same document as well, they even said if you were to include chickens and every other mm. species, whether it's a, it's a aquatic animals or, or or land animals, but that figure I think has risen to about 40 million animals were saved. Uh, last year alone, you know, with uh, with regards to that, so people are becoming million. conscious. They are oh. becoming aware of what uh, what is happening mm. out there, and then they know that it's not only for 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 their health, but it's also for environmental health, and it's also for the yes. sake of these animals as well. Yeah. That's right, because there's three there's three ways in which you're helping. Her. Firstly, you're looking after your own body and your own health. Secondly, you're looking after the environment, and thirdly, you are helping to stop these inhumane practices of battery chicken farming and and all the other horrible things that go on in abattoirs. 
That's so true. And that's why now you're finding that uh, big retailers, your McDonald's and, um, and, and, and Subways and all, and all these um, Chipotles, all these big retailers now are saying that. And, uh, and I'm glad here at home as well, you know, when we were traveling around the country with, uh, with uh, my, my director of farm animals, we, 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 we stopped at every town and even if it's a little town you you sit in for 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 lunch or dinner yes. and there is a vegetarian or a vegan option right. in all the menus and she was also so impressed that in every restaurant that we we even the mainstream one i mean the 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 ones that generally 90% will serve meat but they had one or two items yes. that would be vegetarian or vegan so i mean we we're not there yet but there is this greater awareness that is being created and yes. definitely we are moving towards the right direction i must say it's not all gloomy but uh, but it will take baby steps i guess no sure and i think you're quite right education is always the key you know people sort of live their lives and they they don't really know what they're putting in their mouths and and education is so 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 important so how does this whole campaign work i see you you pledge to to be part of it on i think your website is www greenmonday.co.za is that how does this work that's correct you 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 go to www.greenmonday.co.za you you take a pledge but then once you've taken that pledge we'll have your email address and then frequently we'll be sending you fun easy to make recipes plant-based recipes on a weekly basis we'll update you what we are doing where we are because the other thing sharon that we do not want to do is to make this movement an elitist movement we want to go to townships whether in soweto in kailicha in guguletu you know everywhere in the country and teach our 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 women and men who are at home you know cooking skills with what they have if they have a butternut a sweet potato a mushroom and some uh, and some uh, uh, what would you call it maybe spinach yes cook, teach them how to make these foods which are readily available nice to eat and enjoyable to eat and much cheaper Tozi, you know, much, much cheaper. I was saying earlier, yeah, you can make such delicious meals. You're quite right. At low cost, um, as I said, we don't eat meat in our home. We go to fruit and veg city and we go and, I mean, we, it doesn't cost us hardly anything to pick up pockets of potatoes and, as you said, spinach and, and all this sort of thing. And you can make delicious meals. I think people just need, as you said, you're going to send out recipes because a lot of people would think, oh, boring, you know, to cut out the meat. But you can eat delicious meals without animal products in that meal. Definitely. And then, of course, on, on, on Facebook.com uh, forward slash Green Monday SA and on Twitter at Green Monday SA, uh, they can follow us and um, we'll be calling out for volunteers as well. I mean, they can they can educate themselves. They can spread the word. They can research some more to make informed decision. Uh, I mean, we'll be sending information out on a, on a weekly basis, That's you know, wonderful. keeping them abreast of uh, how the movement is going, yes. where we are headed, and uh, how it is received in different parts of the country. And then would you also maybe give tips, uh, you know, how to grow your own vegetables? 
Well, we, we have different partners. Uh, uh, go, on, go on our website, you see our different partners. Not only we will um, uh, advise on how to grow your own vegetables and herbs, but we will even take it further and, 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 and probably teach you how to make, you know, something like a, uh, a vegan burger or yes, a, uh, yes. a, 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 a fish you know, a fish burger, which is not fish. We, right. we, will, we will send out those tips. It's amazing you know? what you can do. I know we eat a lot of soya products and uh, that new product that's in South Africa now, I think it's called corn, mm-hmm. which is amazing. If you make a, a spaghetti bolognese with that mince, you have, it tastes exactly like beef mince. There's no difference. Oh, and much, yes. much and, healthier and, and for must, you. And, yeah, yeah, and I must add that one of our partners as well is Fry's Vegetarian. Yes, so yes. There's a lot of things that you can do with their products Amazing as well. Amazing stuff. So definitely great times ahead of us, uh, Sharon and Angie. No, for sure. Yeah, Tosi, thank you so, so very much. I mean, we'd love to get you back on air in a, in a, a little bit of, you know, a couple of months' time just to see how this is going and uh, how many people are climbing on board because – you know, as I say, do it for the animals, but also do it for the environment and your good health. So, Tozzi, thank you so very much for all you're doing. Please keep in touch. And uh, we'd like to get some feedback from you in time and also see how you're progressing, as you say, when you, when you, op- you know, start looking at the um, domestic animals as well. I will definitely do so, Sharon. Thank you for thank having you, me. Thank, thank you, Tozzi. Thank you again. Society International. Hope to keep in touch. Definitely. We definitely will. Thank you, Tozzi, and enjoy Cape Town. Say hi to the sea for me. Do so. <laughs> and me. Thanks, Tozzi. <laughs> Angie, so what is your role in this whole campaign? What are you going to be doing? Um, apart from the, the social media aspect of it and just promoting it, it's also, um, vegetables and like about showing and how to make, grow your vegetable gardens and stuff like that yes. but also recipes most importantly uh we we post a couple of us celebs post um recipes on a weekly basis that oh. are either vegan or vegetarian what on the website yeah. or on the facebook wall yeah they oh. put they they i think they're posted on various platforms whether yes. it's their twitter or their facebook or website so and there's Incredible recipes on there. That's fantastic because, let's face it, recipe books these days are quite costly. No, no. Um, so if you can get it off, so if the Facebook page, which again it was, is it Green Monday? Yes, Green Monday. Is have there. a look, and then that website again, www.greenmonday.co.za. That's right. And hopefully the people do it on a Monday and say, well, this is actually very nice. Let's yeah. just keep doing it. I mean, I think the reason why it's also on a Monday is um, mm. it's a new start. In the week yes. and it's a new, it's a new, um, page or new leaf that we can turn over. And, you know, we always start our, our, I'm going to do gym on Monday mm. or I'm going to start my diet on right. Monday. So it's just a good way to start your week off, especially after some heavy weekends that some yes, people may have. Need to detox yeah. a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but you were saying that you've been vegetarian for, for ages. Now, um, you are a very well known actress and model. And I mean, you look amazing. So that should show you how good you can look not <laughs> eating meat. Yeah. It takes, it takes some work and some creative uh, a creative mindset but mm. um it's not it's not difficult at all really but it's just no, a mindset it's not. yeah you're quite right it's a mindset i think you, you wouldn't miss it if no. you i mean i admit sometimes i do kind of go oh i'd love to have you know that but look i've never liked meat but mm. there are some items like a burger that you kind of go okay but don't you feel don't i mean it. yeah or 
you know, listeners out there shouldn't feel bad if they do have it. Mm. But I think it's being um, aware of what type of meat you're yes. also eating and where does it come from. Right. You can go to the shops and it says uh, grain-fed beef. Mm. When, when do cows eat grain? Eat grain. They eat grass. Right. So it's just, you know, Ooh, become so that's aware a warning of, sign. Exactly. Okay. You know, why they do it. I don't know, ways to plump them up and faster, mm. make it's them grow faster. Grain. Yeah. yeah. It's just wrong. But just, I mean, eat at restaurants that supply organic stuff and, and support local farmers. Yes. yes. You know, then you know the animals are happy as well. So no, sure, and and free range. I mean, I do. Yeah. You know, that's I've always said. You know, if you're going to eat chicken, go the free range route. You know, you don't always know if it's is free range. It would be very easy to put free range when it's not. If it is really, really yeah. huge compared to a uh, normal chicken, mm-hmm. then chances are it's, it's not free not. range. <laughs> it's not free range, unless no. it's from a farm from like I don't know. Timbuktu or something where you can get those really yes. big chickens. <laughs> and I think one of the things that really disturbed me as well is that when these um, these poor, poor cows and, and little calves and pigs mm. are taken to the slaughterhouse, the, I mean, animals are sentient beings. They yeah. feel fear. Oh. They experience fear. They experience pain. They experience all the same emotions that we experience. And while they're there, they re- they are so scared. They're releasing these, mm. you know, it's adrenaline that's flooding their systems, and and then they kill. So yeah. those chemicals are still in there. And I don't know. I, I saw a video oh, it's where just horrible. Um, in fact, I just posted a, a little animation movie on my on my Twitter on my Twitter page yesterday as well. Um, just a little thing, thought provoking movie. That's mm. uh, two minutes long or so. Um, but just just on that, they um. I watched another video on when cows act, they register that they get fear when they see their, their, um, the other cows ahead of them about to get slaughtered. Oh. So what they do now is they actually emit an electric shock that hits their temples that yes. knocks them out. Yes. So they don't see or smell their, the, their, death. the, the yeah. death coming. Yeah. Which is, I don't know. Oh, I wouldn't wish that on any, any animal, yet alone even a human being. No. So. And I just think, I don't know, you know, people have various thoughts. I mean, would you really want to consume something that has died in such a horrible fashion yeah. uh, with that fear and pain going through its its system? It's just, mm. I don't know, that's just me. And, and I think <laughs> the, the way to go is to make a start. You yes. know, we're not saying that, okay, that's it, yeah. cut out all meat. Start by doing it on a Monday, yeah. see how it goes, then maybe throw in a Friday as well and yeah. see how that goes. And, and <laughs> even, and you know, if you, if you're too scared to just do it, you know, for a whole Monday, then at mm. least do one meal, yes. you know, yes. um, just start off baby steps that you, you're winning and you don't, you know, set yourself a huge goal that you can't stick to. No, absolutely. And I think the health be- benefits are, are huge. Mm. Um, every vegetarian person I've ever met has been so healthy. Yeah. Um, they never get sick. Oh no, I was never sick as a child. I really, really wasn't. I mean, I, the visits to the doctor were, were just because I had to mm. get a checkup just because. Yes. But the doctor was like, oh, the last time you were here was seven years ago. No, right, <laughs> right. No, the benefits are, are huge, huge, huge. And, um, 
I think if we can get more people involved, so please, guys, go onto that website, www.greenmonday.co.za. Make the pledge. Do it on a Monday. And, hey, you know, you never know. You might enjoy it so much that you decide to really start looking after yourself and the yeah. environment and stop eating meat altogether. Maybe you want to lose a couple of extra pounds before it the would December also holidays. Help. Exactly. That, it's also great for that. <laughs> but, but Angie, I'm, I'm so delighted. We're going to actually be featuring you in the February issue of Canine yes. Zone magazine. I'm so excited. The um, issue coming up, we've got Stevie French. You're going to be in the mm-hmm. February issue. Um, we love to do um, celebrities who love animals and who go out of their way to to support shelters and and are a voice, you know, mm. for the animals. And I think with yourself being an actress and model, people are inclined to listen to celebrities. Do you find that? Yeah, um, I do. I think you know. I think it also matters, regardless of whether you're known or not, that mm. you're a good opinion leader. And yes. to me, that means more than 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 being known. It's um, you you could be known and only a few people really follow right. what you say or you could have a close um, circle of friends that if you're a good opinion leader all of them will, will, will do, follow you or will follow you yes. in what you're saying and you're quite right so yeah. whether that's in your community or in, in your ch- township or mm. wherever you are and and we've been pushing a lot about please educate people about fireworks don't yeah. set off fireworks now go out there and educate yeah. everybody else raise awareness about the damage and just I think horrendous things that fireworks cause and don't do it. Yeah, and I think, but you know, I must say that South Africa is, is really not behind in, in, um, conservation projects mm-hmm. or rehab projects or campaigns like Green Monday or animal campaigns. We really are, um, I must, you know, validate and acknowledge yes. South Africa for that because Absolutely. We, we, we're not behind and we do support. And yes. I think maybe that's because we are so privileged in all the animals that we do have, like yes. the big five. You we know? need to protect them. Yeah, and we, we're constantly made aware of um, rehab and conservation mm. and uh, animal campaigns yes. every day from rhino to dogs Absolutely. to, I mean, carte blanche always, yes. does, they will always do a feature on, on something do. like that, you know. No, they do. So, You're quite right. I mean, with associations like Ban Animal Trading, yeah. uh, who do so much, um, I think we, we're on the right track and Definitely. we're starting to listen. So I'm going to not ask you about your dogs now. Yeah. I think people are going to have to buy the February issue of Canine Zone magazine the current issues on shelves now and (laughs) to find out more about all of Angie's dogs and to see some gorgeous photos in there Angie I I really thank you for coming in today thank you for all you're doing yeah it it really is a pleasure to have met you and um, yeah please again as I said to to Tozzi keep us posted we'll get you back in a couple of weeks time and let's do a follow up because I'd love to speak to you both a little bit more Mm. about about, you know, what's happening in agriculture right now yes. and, and what we can do to help uh, in any way. So we'll definitely have you back in. But thank Stunning. you so much for coming through today. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much, Sharon. Great stuff. We're going to take a short break and listen to one of my favorite bands in the whole world. And we'll be back with Tracy Gilpin from Tears. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com. And we're back after that amazing song. I absolutely love Beatenberg. That was their song, Scorpion Fish. Now we're going to talk about something that really touched a lot of people this week. We've got Tracy Gilpin on the line from Tears in Cape Town to tell us a bit more. Tracy, are you there? Yes, I am, Sharon. Hi, Tracy. How are you this morning? 
I'm very well, thank you, and you. That's good. No, we're all good here. Tracy, I, you know, what unfolded at Tears on Friday evening, I think was nothing short of a miracle. Do you want to tell our listeners what exactly happened? Absolutely. I'd love to share it with them. We, um, on Friday, we'd been involved, we right up against Masipu Malela, where there'd been some out, um, unrest. What had happened is one of their community leaders had been arrested for what was suspected of being vigilante justice. And um, slowly the riots gained momentum. And on Friday afternoon, some of the rioters found footpaths at the bottom of Lekavata Road, which is where our kennels are. Right. And they were able to gain access to the road our kennels are in. Oh, So at about 2 o'clock, our non-essential staff were evacuated. And then by 8 o'clock, reassessing the situation, we realized as the rioters moved right up Lekavata Road to Komaki Road, that our kennels were right in the middle of the riots. Um, Tear gas canisters were being discharged. There were rumours that rioters um, had gained access to roofs and were firing down on the police, and there were burning tyres in our road. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, and that's when we decided we could not guarantee the safety of our animals in our kennels, and the only option open to us was to evacuate our entire shelter. And, And that consisted of how many dogs? There were 153 oh, dogs on goodness. the premises at the time. Yes, and then what happened there? I know that I saw the initial post on, on Facebook. What happened from there? That's right. Our animal care manager, when the decision was made to evacuate at 8 o'clock, he sent off a Facebook appeal to our supporters and animal lovers in the area to um, foster a dog if they could just for the night to get yes. them out of the danger. And I arrived at um, the intersection a block up from our shelter just after 8 o'clock. The police had cordoned off the area, so we weren't at first able to get in. This was 8 o'clock in the evening. That's right. So it was already dark and um, very dramatic scene. Our vet had pulled up with um, some of, of our other staff. And I literally jumped in a car with a Tears volunteer, Chris, who I'd never met before. Yes. It's the only time I've ever jumped into a car with a strange man. (laughs) And off we went past the police blockade, and we had no idea what we would drive into as we turned into Lekavata Road. The rioters had been pushed back to the bottom of the road, and tires were burning, But our entrance was open at that time. So we all scooted into our entrance, facing outward if we needed to make a quick getaway. Right. And literally in the pitch darkness, we started to first evacuate puppies and our hospital patients because we had patients who'd had surgery just hours before. Oh, my word. And um, myself and and Chris, who I'd never met before, um, got a puppy carload of of puppies. Yes. And back we went up to the Capri intersection. And as we pulled up, there was a a whole crowd had gathered 
of what I thought were onlookers. And I leapt out of the car with a puppy in my arms and ran towards the crowd and said, is there anybody here who can foster a tears dog for the night? Yes. And the whole crowd surged towards me saying, yes, I can. Gosh, so these were all volunteers who had heard the call on Facebook and had come out to help. That's right. People who obviously thought of themselves as animal lovers because that's what we asked for. Yes, yes. And so all the dogs were then evacuated out of the kennels and there were enough people to to take all of them. There were actually a few humans left over. um, (laughs) Without a dog. Yeah, exactly. Our our CEO had to um, just explain that we had enough foster homes for that night. So it was wonderful. Tracy, that that is amazing. I mean, as I said, I followed this on Facebook and I thought, I wonder how many would step up to the plate. And Mm. then someone had posted that there was a convoy of cars. People were coming to collect these dogs and take them back home. Which is just, I mean, that is a miracle. That is a movie in the making. And And it was every bit as dramatic too. And then, I mean, it followed on where you were keeping people updated and you asked for these people that I'm sure you didn't know who they were to post pictures of the dogs, which ended up with these amazing pictures of these dogs in beds and on couches and being royally spoilt. Absolutely. It, it was it was quite surreal because, you know, m- many of our dogs have been waiting for homes for months. Mm. And we were very careful before we handed any of our dogs over to take people's details. Sure. We also had our full-time behaviorist, Helen Baston, who was doing very quick 30-second, one-minute interviews with people, asking them what dogs they had at home, which dogs they were comfortable with because we had little wire-haired terriers all the way through to a huge um, burbul called Damien. Right. And everything in between, including several of our wonderful pit bulls. So we had to make sure that we were in 30 seconds to a minute, um, you know, relatively sure. Doing that a quick home check. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> right. Now, that must have been scary. But I'm sure when people come out to do that, you know they're good people. Absolutely. People were risking their own safety to get into Lekavata then. And I think the police got quite annoyed with us because um, suddenly there was a huge amount of activity in the road outside. Yes. And eventually they said, okay, you allowed... 10 cars down this road at any given time and no more. So that was the overwhelming response. Goodness me. And now you said 153 that all went, I'm sure some people took two dogs or or more. And and I think if people want to really get the gist of the story, they really need to go onto your Facebook wall, uh, Tears, to see these photos. I think the photos are what did it for me that these dogs, as you said, have been sitting in in the shelter for, uh, you know, some of them quite a while. And now suddenly there they're going home and pictures, as I said, of them in a bed with a child and playing ball and being taken to the beach. It was just so heartwarming, Tracy. And the good news that you told me yesterday is that a lot of these dogs are not coming back to the shelters. To the shelter, these people are keeping them. That's right. 22 so far. So um, that was 22 adoptions in about 48 hours of people who just fell in love. That's a record. Um, It must be a record. Absolutely. And our dogs got on beautifully with their dogs if they had. 
and just fitted in beautifully. And as you say, those pictures really do speak a thousand words. Mm, mm. Well, I don't know how you would if, if the dog is there and settled in and it's how, how could you possibly take it back? I absolutely, guess. Absolutely. <laughs> and, and Tracy, are, are they, are you still on a uh, lockdown there? So the dogs are still with the foster parents, even those who are going to return them? Yes, they are. Um, we're in a, a difficult situation at the moment. There was a bail hearing of the community leader in Simonstown Court on Monday. That was meant to, he was meant to be either given bail or not. And the bail hearing was postponed towards the end of the week. And they were expecting more violence if he wasn't oh, released. No. So we're waiting for the end of the week to, to see what happens. And then yes. we're hoping to be able to to bring our dogs back. And these wonderful animal angels, they're quite happy to keep the dogs as well, long as you is, need. This has been absolutely amazing. You know, we, we sort of expected that, that people would get quite upset if we had to say to them, you know, but we have been careful. If people are traveling or they really can't keep our dogs in a temporary foster situation, we've said to them, please let us know. Yes. Our um, behaviorist and kennel staff are in touch with our foster families on a daily basis. And we also are appealing to people to be put on a list if they are able to foster any of our dogs in case we do yes. need another few days and, and other people can't hang on to right, them. Right, right. But, I mean, I'm just hoping that, how many did you say, 153? I'm hoping that you end up with empty kennels. Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful <laughs> that all 153 are, are adopted? And what we're going to do, um, as I spoke to Tracy yesterday, we are going to devote our February issue of Canine Zone to this amazing event. We believe that this deserves full coverage. So we're working closely with Tracy to do the whole story and then to also do interviews with the families who, who took these dogs in and have decided to keep them permanently because I think this would make such an amazing story. It really, really would, Tracy. Now, how can people... excited about it. Oh, it's going to be incredible. I think it's, as I said, it's, it's almost like a movie uh, script that this happened. It is. Tracy, people who are listening, I mean, Tears, you, you always were saying earlier that shelters always need help. What help do you need right now and what can people do to help? I think if people could go onto our Facebook page and join our potential foster group and we obviously once we we're back in we'll need the usual things that we need which is um, blankets and food and obviously, um, our lifeblood is monetary donations. Right, right. No, absolutely. And you guys do so much uh, for our animals. As to, I mean, the shelters, you know, the people that I've sp spoken to and brought onto the radio show and featured in the magazines, they they just, I don't know, I, I, I bless them all because they do things that, as you said earlier, they put their own lives at risk. Absolutely. It's a wonderful community. You know, as you said earlier, there, there are so many sad stories. And, and when you, you see the, the level and extent of the suffering, it can be overwhelming. But yes. then something like this happens and you realize, you know, animal care staff don't work in isolation in the shelters. We are so dependent on our local and extended communities. And we saw that on Friday. That, you know, Tears isn't 50 um, odd employees. 
you know, it's hundreds and thousands of volunteers yes. and supporters who really are committed and were willing to put their own safety at risk right. for our dogs. And that just is so encouraging. It's wonderful. It is. It, it's a miracle. It is encouraging. And I think, as you said, it shows us that although there's a lot of bad and a lot of abuse and cruelty going on, there's also a lot of good and a lot of people out there who are saying, we want to help. We want to help our animals. So, Tracy, please keep – well, I know we'll certainly be speaking and, and keeping in touch. I will give updates um, on the next uh, Animal Central as well. And, um, again, if you want to get hold of Tracy, please go to their Facebook wall. In fact, do yourself a favor. Go on the wall. Have a look at those pictures. I promise mm-hmm. you mm-hmm. it will put such a broad smile on your face. It really, really Absolutely. will. Mm-hmm. And, uh, Tracy, any websites or anything like that? Yes, our website is www.tears.org.za and we will keep regularly, we literally um, on a daily basis um, giving updates on Twitter, Facebook and our website. Fantastic. Tracy, thank you again and uh, yes, let's hope the next figure we get is is higher than the, what did you say, 22? It's going to grow steadily. Watch this space. Wonderful. Thanks <laughs> Tracy, so much, thanks Sarah. again. We'll chat soon. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye. Well, that's our show for this week. It's gone away. In an absolute blink of an eye again. Now, next week, as you know, I have decided to do uh, shows every second week due to my commitments on Canine Zone magazine and the other things that I'm getting involved with to to help animals. I will be here every second week. Next week, uh, Ainsley Hay will be taking on the show. She's got some wonderful guests organized, and I hope you give her all the support and encouragement because she really is a wonderful person. And with her background at the NSPCA Wildlife Division. Ainsley comes with so much knowledge about our wildlife. Until next week, well, the week after next Wednesday, I'll be back with some more interesting guests. And in the meantime, go out there and give all your pets a big hug from me. Bye for now. Animal Central on cliffcentral.com